Hello and welcome to Prince Track by Track. I am your host Darren. Today we're going to be talking about the second track from Around the World in a Day and it's called Paisley Park, recorded in 1984 at the Warehouse. The album itself was released on April 22nd, 1985. Prince is the main musician on this track, though Wendy and Lisa join him for some uh, backing vocals. Uh, the track is 4 minutes and 41 on the album, but there was a, a 12-inch remix that lengthened it to 6.35, uh, which is, you know, quite a long uh, quite a long remix. This, it was actually released as a single um, over here in the UK on May the 24th, 1985, uh, and the B-side was um, She's Always In My Hair, uh, which was the B-side of the US release of Raspberry Beret. Uh, so, uh, once again... Uh, Warner Brothers reusing songs left, right, and center. Then they're, they're not one to <laughs> let a song go to waste. Uh, I should mention that the warehouse is uh, located in St. Louis Park. Uh, we're still at the point before Prince actually had his own recording studio, you know, proper. Uh, and obviously, it's worth mentioning that once he did get a recording studio, uh, which was built the following year uh, in 1986 uh, and finally opened, you know, properly in 1987, uh, he of course named it Paisley Park. Uh, and it was not just a recording studio. That was the place where he lived. Um, I believe <laughs> I believe the song White Mansion is about um, his house because it was painted white, uh, based in an industrial estate in Shanhassen, <laughs> which is the most unlikeliest of places uh, for, you know, a rock star to make their home. Um, you know, once Paisley Park was built, it had um, its own kind of... Um, uh, soundstage so that Prince could do his music videos and obviously it had uh, what at the time was a state-of-the-art um, I think it was 128 track um, recording studio uh, the mixing desk is 128 tracks which if I remember rightly they just banged two 64 track desks together <laughs> and made them work in sync and that was just how it was uh, once we get to the b-sides you know I'll talk about she's always in my hair because that's one of my favorite b-sides uh, but also I'll get to talk about the song Power Fantastic, which was one of the first songs recorded in Paisley Park um, and recorded in like six different rooms across the whole house uh, because Prince had every room wired for sound. If you've ever watched an evening with Kevin Smith, you know that every single room in Prince's house had the ability to record in, um, you know, at the drop of a hat because once Prince got inspired, you know, he just wanted to start recording. It's interesting if you if you look at the um, artwork for the the, the the single that was released over here in the UK, it has like a Paisley pattern and the the words kind of like Prince and Paisley Park are kind of within the, the kind of the Paisley pattern and it's almost unreadable. You could not tell what it says <laughs> if you did not already know beforehand. You know, it's an odd choice. Um, the feel of Around the World in the Day is a lot of kind of, um, it's almost like a, kind of like a 60s psychedelic throwback type thing. And I would say Paisley Park uh, even more than the title track, is one of the more kind of psychedelic songs on the album. Um, but to talk with me about this track today, I have returning guest Max Jenikoff. Hello, Max. Hello. And, um, you know, let's get into this song because, you know, uh, the fact that it, it became the inspiration for the name of Prince's, you know, recording studio means that, I, you know, I guess for a lot of Prince fans, it does kind of hold a place in their heart because obviously... You know, the philosophy that Prince talks about in the lyrics in this song, and I will say this, they are possibly the most kind of like hippie-ish lyrics that <laughs> Prince indulges on this album. You know, this is, this. It, it's it's very rare that Prince does this, but this is a, this is a, this is a story song. So he's kind of telling a story uh, about this park. Um, and of course he opens where he says, you know, there is a park that is known for the face it attracts. 
uh, you know, talking about all the the kind of people who are, who come to the park. Um, and, it, you know, he talks about the park and then he kind of goes through and talks about, you know, a woman. Um, and then he talks about a girl and then he talks about a man. And so he's just kind of talking about the people in the park. So it's um, it's interesting because it's kind of like a song that lays out this philosophy, but it also tells a story of each of the characters who are in this place. Uh, so it's kind of like an interesting it's an interesting structure for the song. It reminds me of um, uh, like in terms of story songs, it reminds me of like Eleanor Rigby or something. And that goes like from perspective to perspective, all these people in this place who have some connection to each other, maybe. But like it's really just these perspectives that are sad or happy or I don't know, it's a little, like not quite utopian, of course, because there's so many like people are sad in the song. But like there it's this is that there's some sort of like idealism in it. Like, as, as there is with any sort of, like, psychedelia or hippie kind of thing, there's, like, a, there's an idealism to this to the song and to the idea of Paisley Park. In particular, you know, he, he talks out talking about, well, first of all, <laughs> the kind of hippie-ish, colourful people whose hair on one side is out, <laughs> which is just yeah. such a kind of, like, um, you're almost like, give it a rest, Prince, come on, you know, like. <laughs> You're already, t- you know, you're telling me that this park is so great, and here are these people with this. You just imagine this kind of weird, kind of like, kind of what? Sort of it's kind so eighties. Yeah, it's just it's yeah. so eighties. Yeah, you. I mean, I get visions of like the you know flock of seagulls, that kind of thing. I was you're thinking like, Human League. Yeah, yeah, that kind, yeah, that kind of thing. And then you know, he talks about how the smile on their faces it speaks of profound inner peace. <laughs> you know, I think um, inner peace was the name of like a George Harrison song as well. Uh, oh or, yeah, or yeah, the, yeah, or uh, yeah. No, it's the Inner Light. Sorry, the Inner Light, oh. which is also the title of a Star Trek episode, um, <laughs> which was written by a Beatles fan. That's why it has that title. But yeah, so this, but it's still kind of the same kind of concept of like inner peace and kind of relaxation, you know. And Prince, of course, talking about how they've taken a lifetime lease on Paisley Park, which is itself kind of meaningless like does that mean these people are living in this park like what are they hobos who are they paying to well yeah, yeah taking a lifetime know. lease <laughs> yeah <laughs> maybe it's prince maybe prince had like a yeah a... prince own, prince owns it and he's letting it out to all these people <laughs> yeah that's why he's happy you know because he's making all this money <laughs> off these people uh, but yeah so uh, as we say there's, there's a kind of story song element to it you know um uh, you know, the, the, obviously, we we talk about, you know, there's a girl on the seesaw. I think that's actually kind of really the chorus is the girl who's on the seesaw. But the verses are about, you know, the man in the city who, you know, condemns lives and, you know, memories die. And they're kind of in this really weird. This is probably one of my favorite Prince lyrics, though, where he says, whoever said that elephants were stronger than mules? And it's like, well, I, I don't know who did <laughs> yeah. who said that. I didn't. Yeah, but also like. That's probably correct. Like elephants are probably stronger than mules. Like, um, if you've ever seen elephants in India when they're loaded down with stuff, that's more than that's on a mule. I mean, it depends on the the contest though. Like if it's jumping or something, a mule could yeah. win in the jumping contest. Probably. I guess. <laughs> but, I don't. It's just this weird comparison that he kind of throws in there. And also, of course, he's inviting everybody to come to the park. Later on in his career, he had this this um, thing that he would start to put on all of his albums. Uh, where he would say, may you live to see the dawn. Uh, I think from Parade onwards, like in all the thanks and stuff, you know, uh, he starts thanking God, obviously. And then he also starts saying, may you live to see the dawn. It's kind of like his sign-off for so many albums until, of course, he made the song Welcome to the Dawn. So I think it's interesting where he's saying here, come to the park and play with us. Um, You know, because once you have Paisley Park as the actual building, 
Um, that was kind of something that Prince would do in the actual you know place. He would invite, he would have these parties on Saturday nights, and he would have these kind of like all night concerts, and he would kind of just invite people to to come to Paisley Park. Um, you know, most famously, you know, he had um, uh, you've you've got the uh, Raven to the year two thousand, where he had like a New Year's Eve party. He played nineteen ninety nine just before midnight, and. You know, like he just had all these people in his house, essentially. And I think that's kind of like an interesting thing about Prince. You know, he was known for, you know, not giving interviews. I think actually, you know, the year that Around the World and the Day came out was the kind of like the last time he gave an interview to like a major magazine for like almost a decade. And so he was known for kind of being very withdrawn from the public and not really, uh, you know, kind of having a, a kind of, you know, just living in Paisley Park for roughly 30 years of his life, you know, so... Um, but also at the same time, he invited so many people to come to the park. And, you know, I think that's kind of shown in this song as well, you know, where he's, he's, he's talking about that. You know, and of course, you know, he mentions admission is easy. Just say you believe. <laughs> uh, and I wish that would have been the case. I wish I could have just turned up outside Paisley Park in Shanhassen and just said, hey, I believe. Can I come in? <laughs> you know? <laughs> um, I mean, like, he, like, he's sort of, he's not quite known as a recluse. But he definitely did not like traditional media organs. And, like, he was, like, he was definitely, like, friendly with, like, all the people he invited to his house. To, um, I'm sure to the, uh, like, people that he was, doors he knocked on with, like, Larry Graham or whatever, witnessing for <laughs> Jehovah's Witnesses. He's, he's, he's very, um, he's an, he seems like an inviting person on a very personal level, but not, like, yeah. On a, widespread one yeah but again this song is kind of inviting everybody obviously as was as we get to kind of like the fade out of the song you know we get the chorus kind of refraining and he just keeps saying paisley park over and again but also saying your heart um kind mm-hmm. of linking those two things together towards the end of the song kind of making it clear that um you know don't come to my house <laughs> 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 i don't mean this literally uh you know he and obviously he, you know he, he says you know, believe and come to this place in your heart. So obviously mm-hmm. he's, he's making it clear he doesn't literally want everybody to come to the park. <laughs> um, so there is uh, a fun story about Paisley Park um, that I kind of want to do this episode for because I, I think it's a great story. Um, but one time Matt Damon met Prince at a party and apparently Matt Damon is not a big Prince fan. So he's trying to make like small talk with Prince, who apparently does not like small talk that much. Um, and Matt Damon was just sort of like, oh, so you like live in Minneapolis or something, right? How is that? And Prince responds, I live inside my own heart, Matt Damon. Which, of course, makes sense in the context of this song, since Paisley Park is in your heart, and he lives in Paisley Park. And he just, I, I just imagine Prince just giving these little riddles out to the rest of the world, um, like whether they've been recorded or not by like interviews or whatever with Matt Damon and just like being this, like, like, I don't know, this, this being of enchantment and like strangeness to put into people's lives before he disappears. In Prince's mind, he's kind of remembering a lyric and he's kind of saying, you know, I live in my heart. And if you were a Prince fan, you'd be like, oh yeah, Paisley Park, it's in your heart. Like you would get it. But because Matt Damon isn't a Prince fan, he's just like, um okay <laughs> and i think it's a little that's test quite, it's like yeah, password yeah it, it is a, sh- a shibboleth as they say yes uh, exactly for prince fans yeah so i think it, it's kind of interesting but uh yeah just a super hippie song though i mean <laughs> i mean mm-hmm. feels like a beanbag chair like you just like fall into this song and just like wob wop wob wop wob wop and you're just like sitting in this giant beanbag chair or something i would say you know it's a solid four out of five for me um 
you know, Around the World in the Day, not one of my favourite albums. You know, there's a few mm-hmm. songs on there that are really good. There's a couple that are very, very long and finish the album. And, and, <laughs> and I don't really listen to that often. But, you know, to tell a very personal story, you know, uh, on the day that I found out that Prince had died, you know, I went to my iTunes and in my iTunes, I have all my Prince albums sorted under the genre of Prince just to make them easier to get to because <laughs> uh, otherwise they'd be all over the place. And I just literally went alphabetically and I put the first Prince album on and it was Around the World in a Day. And I just listened to that from beginning to end and, you know, wept because, mm-hmm. I, you know, I, it, it kind of even a lesser album like this kind of made me realize what we'd lost. Um, and, um, you know, Paisley Park is such a kind of like upbeat and happy song, even though, of course, he talks about someone being sad in it. Uh, But the idea that Prince wanted all these people to come to this place and to kind of be happy with him, uh, you know, I think is is kind of like such a, you know, an interesting idea. And, um, you know, I think when the album came out, a lot of people kind of criticized it because, you know, people were expecting Purple Rain too. Yeah, he can't follow that up. No, and he didn't even try, you know, he... You know, Prince had recorded Purple Rain like almost 18 months before he started doing Around the World in a Day. So to him, that music was extremely old and he'd moved Mm. on from it long ago. But obviously to the public, it had just come out and there'd been like, you know, five singles off it. And that's only an album with nine tracks on. So, you know, more than half the album was kind of a, a, a series of hits. You know, this song is compared to anything off Purple Rain. It's so quiet and it doesn't feel kind of, you know, like the same artist. Uh, which is a good thing because, you know, you don't want people to get stuck in a rut. And I think Prince could have easily got stuck making, you know, Purple Rain 2, 3, 4. He could have got stuck in that rut. But instead, he went in a completely different direction. Uh, and a lot of people kind of dismissed it. There was a very, in the 80s, there was a very big kind of 60s nostalgia thing going on. And I think Prince, he wasn't really doing that. He wasn't kind of nostalgic for the 60s um, in this song. He's doing his own version of what psychedelia would have been so if prince had been alive in you know like 1966 this is a song that he probably would have made um you know the fact that he ended up making it like 20 years later to him it didn't Mm -hmm. make any difference you know this is this is clearly him being like well you know what would it sound like if i did this type of song um which is you know some of my favorite prince stuff is when he decides to kind of take a genre and just go you know, what would it sound like if I did this type of song, you know? <laughs> yeah. And that's probably why it doesn't get a five out of five from me, because it's even though Prince has got this kind of like happy, upbeat thing, um, I think it's still a certain level of kind of like detachment. He's It feels like he's playing at something and he's doing it really well, but it doesn't feel like he's 100%, you know, into it. Um, so, mm-hmm. I mean, what would you be out of five on this one? I'd probably be somewhere around there. I might, yeah, I might, I'd probably be around a four, maybe a 4.5, but not... Not a five, definitely. It's it might be my favorite song on the album, but it does. It's like it's very simple. Like besides, like the some of the once the orchestration is like sort of set in place, it just sort of stays there. The arrangement isn't like really inventive or something, but it is just very nice to listen to. It's very, it's it's heartwarming despite like some of the lyrics, and it I don't know. It brings a bit of like serenity to my mind. It really, as I said, with that beanbag chair or whatever or whatever earlier, just (laughs) it just soothing. And just, just puts you in a mood, and like I, the best music can really change how you feel. Yeah. Um. And I feel like this is one of those songs. So I, I'll, I'll give it a four. Uh. Well, if there's nothing else to say about this song, then let's go to any plugs that you may have. Uh. No plugs really. I'm on Twitter at Max Genikov. M A X G E N E C O V. 
Uh, follow me on there if you want. And you can follow us on Facebook at Prince Track by Track. And we're on Twitter at Prince Podcast. I'm really happy that we got that handle. And if you wish to email us, you can contact me at Prince Track by Track at gmail.com. Uh, so thanks very much for returning to be my guest once more, Max. Of course. And otherwise, goodbye. I have to go now. I don't know when I'll return.